I'm Tom DeSorcy. You've tuned in for compelling conversation on hot topics impacting Canada's fire service. This is Firefighting in Canada, the podcast. When it comes to hiring or bringing the right people into your fire department, the interview is the very first opportunity to get it right. Many fire departments have employed different methods and strategies, and in Burlington, Ontario, they've done just that. Pleased today to be joined by the fire chief in Burlington, Ontario, Karen Roach. Thanks, chief, for taking the time today. You're very welcome, Tom. Thank you for um, having me join you today. I think, well, first off, let's, I always, I'd like to know more about the, uh, the fire chiefs across Canada and the departments across Canada. And, and uh, for our Canadian audience, uh, our national audience, tell us uh, about Burlington, Ontario and about the fire department. Sure. Uh, Burlington is a uh, composite department. It is uh, eight stations. Um, we have one volunteer uh, company that operates up in the Kilbride area. Um, that's a full, full, um, volunteer station. The balance of the stations across the city are all career. Um, we are a community of 108, 187 square kilometers. We have a population just uh, fast approaching 200,000. We sit between Hamilton and Toronto. So there's Toronto, Mississauga, Oakville, and then, uh, then you run into Burlington right before Hamilton. What, what are some of the risks and, and challenges in terms of response that you, uh, that you face? Well, Burlington is uh, right nestled in um, an area that is very dense highways that go through uh, a lot of traffic that goes to the U.S. border. We have the, um, the 400 series highways, uh, QEW 403, um, 407. So we get a lot of uh, transport uh, trucks coming through Burlington, as well as a lot of rail uh, traffic as well that goes uh, from Toronto to Hamilton. Um, aside from that, uh, we're in an area that is mostly residential. We have some mixed use um, commercial. Um, it's not that, uh, it's more residential than than. Uh, industrial, but certainly we have seen our share of lots of traffic on the water. We have Lake Ontario to one side, Burlington Bay to the other side. So we have a lot of, uh, in the summertime, we have a lot of water events, boating. Um, people are always outside and down by the water. It's a great uh, attraction. A lot of challenges in terms of uh, hazardous materials, I would guess, those kind of responses, water rescues. You've got your hands full, I would think. It is, um, but it's a, I think it's an exciting time. We just had a fire master plan done earlier this year. So working with city council, we're putting together some some changes uh, to our establishing and regulating bylaw that will come forward. That will address the risk, that will better address the risk in Burlington. I'm pretty excited for that. Today, I want to talk about uh, something that faces challenges that faces uh, many fire, well, all the fire departments uh, across Canada, be it the volunteer, be it the paid, be it the composite, where you're, you're not only recruiting people, but once you get the people to be interested, I guess that's the first step, is finding out if they really fit. And uh, we're talking about recruitment versus we're talking about hiring and the application or rather the interview process. Burlington has gone through uh, some, well, would, you, would you call it an interesting or a, uh, a interesting, it would be the wrong term, I guess, a, a challenging time in terms of trying to find the right fit for when it comes to interviewing applicants? 
Absolutely. Um, this particular process that we're um, hopefully going to talk about a little bit more, it is a new approach to recruiting and selecting firefighters. And um, when the first time I used it was actually while I was in the city of Hamilton working. And at that point in time, um, whenever we would run a standard recruitment, we always would get um, a lot of the same type of applicants. You would have, you know, young white males that would be a, making application that had every course under the sun. It was highly competitive, but it was uh, far from being inclusive, um, you know, in this day and age. So city council basically challenged the fire service in Hamilton at that point to improve firefighting hiring. So what they wanted to look at was uh, how do you come up with a process that is more inclusive removes economic barriers, uh, and then that better reflects the demographics of the city. So uh, essentially what we did then was we went back to the basics to kind of look at what was the qualities or what does it take to be a successful firefighter? And so when you get down to the sort of the brass tacks and you're looking at what makes a good firefighter, I mean, the physical attributes and things like that, those are just only one piece of the puzzle. But what you really want uh, at the end of the day is uh, a person that has strong morals, personal values, they're hardworking, fit, but they have other soft skills uh, such as humility and they, they have a desire that they want to put other people first. And that willingness to serve in the community is very, uh, very much apparent. Um, you know, uh, you can sort of peel back the sort of the onion, so to speak, and you can look at the types of people that have got already acquired life experience. And, and really, it's about those soft af, uh, attributes that I spoke of just a little bit um, in terms of the type of person that you want to bring in the door. Now, there's a name for the process. Now, tell us what, the, what, what it's called. So the process is called the uh, MMIs. And um, it is a, it stands for multi mini interview. And this was, uh, this was something that was incorporated into the first round um, screening process. So if you, if you were to picture it, the multiple mini interview assesses values, character, commitment, and alignment of any corporate, um, the foundational pieces that most corporate culture have in place. Um, it itself, it was produced or developed in 2002 by um, the School of Medicine at McMaster University. And what it really was trying to measure was assessing the soft skills, um, things like communication, teamwork, critical thinking, being uh, having uh, making ethical decision making, interpersonal relations, uh, professionalism, empathy. So what they try to do is um, through McMaster, they develop a test bank. And then through that test bank, you can look at a series of scenarios, issues, questions. And then what you really want to do is be able, they're not fire related. They're current, um, you know, information that goes on in the community type of related. And it assesses the applicant's ability to apply their knowledge um, to deal with the relevant issues in society. To, to be able to take this information and use it, I mean, if you're the person doing the interview, there must be some training or must be some teachings going on for you folks that have to be on the other side. 
Absolutely. So uh, through the MMI program, um, there is training. So I, I've taken the training in the past. Uh, I've taken it now that I'm in Burlington. Um, this was something that uh, when I came in as the chief in 2020, this was something that I, I saw sincerely as a, a, a value in terms of being able to assess uh, a candidate's ability. Um, because at the end of the day, you can train anybody to be a firefighter, but um, it's, it's the attitude and those other soft skills that you, you can't. So if a person comes in the door with these excellent interpersonal skills uh, and ethically and morally they're sound, it, it just, you end up with an excellent candidate. You're not expecting people to come in the door, as you say, being already firefighters. That, that we, will, we will teach that. It's those other skills that you can't teach. Okay, that makes that makes perfect sense. So, so what? When when you made the decision, let's go back a bit. What was going on before? What was the trend or what was the process to to be interviewed and be a member of the fire department back in the day? You know, again, a couple of years ago. A uh, good question. So, um, in ter- and I don't think our uh, recruitment process differs from a lot of other municipal. Uh, departments. So essentially, you would uh, do your open call on your city website, and candidates would make application, and then they would have to do uh, two written tests. Um, One is an occupational screening, and the other one is, uh, so it's the OS and CPS test that's delivered or administered by a third party. Um, And then what they would do is, through this testing, um, then they would uh, eliminate the first round interview, but put in the MMI interview because you would, by virtue of where people scored with these two written tests, you could pick whatever your threshold would be. Say you want to interview 75% and above, then you would take those people and then you would be able to coordinate the MMIs during the first round. And that's where you're assessing for their values and character and commitment uh, with an alignment with the corporate culture. And those those interviews are done with the deputies and, uh, and our platoon chiefs. Uh, um, so when we do it this, uh, this spring, again, we'll be training our, our uh, platoon chiefs and acting platoon chiefs to be able to be able to participate. And then through, um, through that, then the second interview, so once people, again, once they ranked and ranked, and, and then we would invite back, um, and a second interview, which is more of a personal suitability interview. And then that would be conducted by myself, the deputy chiefs and, and HR. When you, when you sit down with these folks and you go through this process, well, give us an example. I mean, uh, of the questions you say, they're not fire related questions. What, what kind of questions are you actually asking these people? That's another good question. They, they're not, uh, I would have to describe it as being something that, um, you can't really make up an answer for this because it's through these different soft skills that you have that that will answer the question. So if I was to give you an example right now, um, uh, the skills of a new recruit. So you're hired as a new recruit in preparation for your job, you receive training that's not that has not been given to active members. Upon arriving at your station, you have the challenge of performing the skills that your superiors and mentors have not learned. So again, this is one of those situations, new firefighting tactics uh, before the balance of the rest of the crews have that training. So how do you deal with that problem? 
And, and some of those, those kind of probing questions, and uh, this was a fire example. I just was creating that for, for the benefit of our conversation. But some of those questions would, would be something along the lines that, you know, how might you, um, you know, speak to your superiors and your mentors about the situation? Uh, how would you address their concerns? Because you've come in with this training. They don't have the training yet. And then how would you demonstrate these skills without appearing threatening to them? Um, so what steps could the organization take to ensure that these initiatives have been, um, are, you know, that they succeed? So really it's about assessing the candidate in terms of saying, does the candidate recognize these types of challenges that they may face in the situation? And did they consider both sides of the situation, uh, both their um, view and the view of their supervisors? And then did the applicant offer relevant and realistic methods for dealing with the situation? And this is where, again, they're not textbook answers. You're, this is where you really have to look at really what your belief system is and, and trying to answer the question um, the way that you would um, if you were, you know, had that emotional intelligence to do so. This, this process is, is not just a process and a way or an idea of how to do it. I mean, you certainly, you pay for this. You, 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 you're, this is, this is a, uh, a project that you entail, that you're trained for. There's monies involved. What, what was the first reaction or what, what was there a reaction when, you know, like you're, you're investing money in people that don't even work for us yet? Really? Uh, is it, was that, was that a reaction or was it hard to sell this? Um, well, when I was in Hamilton, I, I don't think it was a hard sell. It was a different sell, uh, absolutely. But it was something that translated to being used for all of our career hiring. We used it when we were hiring volunteer firefighters. And we used it when, uh, and the paramedic service, which in Hamilton is part of the same employer, they used it on the EMS side for their paramedics. So, um, and I can't speak to whether Hamilton is still using it or not, but having the experience that I had with it in Hamilton, I was able to transfer that good um, response over to Burlington because, you know, in changing and very turbulent times, you, you want firefighters or any of your staff to be as resilient as possible. And I think that this, this program or this uh, ability to look at, at people um, and, and judge how they maneuver in life by answering these types of questions, believe it or not, you, you know, like I said, you can't make up the answer. So what you end up with is someone who brings about a very fulsome answer. When you brought the uh, the idea forward, uh, how was it received by your by your peers, by your staff? Uh, where was it? How was it met? I think at first, because I had used it before, you know, I think that there was a little bit of hesitation, and and certainly uh, HR brought it in uh, last year, and. Um, when they mentioned it to me, I, I was pretty excited actually, because this is something that I have used before. And I think that what you end up getting is a good quality candidate, but they're more rounded. And um, so what I liked about it was, you know, when they look at the types of questions, uh, apparently, and, and I, this is what I know from, from the MMI process, it's based on some strong scientific basis it's, it's very well documented in peer-reviewed journals um, between the types of uh, evaluation results that you get and then the performance, you know, by the individual. But 
you know, the more that they can validate with, um, you know, using this time over, I think that what you end up seeing is individuals with diverse backgrounds, you know, um, a lot of these questions, the entire process has been vetted to stand up, you know, in human rights complaints. So when you're looking at a process that is really the rater bias is significantly reduced and because of the sequence of how they ask the questions, I think it's also a very efficient way to interview a high number of people to get to a a nice number in terms of going to the second interview. I'm curious as to the response that you get from the applicants themselves. I mean, they can't be expecting this question stream, this process, I would think. No, you're very right. Um, In fact, you know, when, you know, on our website through the recruitment, we identify each step along the way. And, And in that is also information about candidates being able to look um, up what is uh, what a multiple mini interview can you know consists of and so that you know you can look at some examples online uh, that you can kind of get a sense of what it is but again you you don't really have the ability to prep yourself um, it because of the way that the questions are are chosen they have to answer it right there then and there in the moment it makes you think right right off the top you're going to be asked a question and it's going to make you uh come up with the answer that you're not prepared for i would think yeah i I think that you know by and large i mean it's now just from my experience when you see people that are answering the questions you know they'll try to answer the question in in the frame of being a firefighter and and sometimes you have to say okay you're not answering this as a firefighter or a potential firefighter you're answering this question based on who you are as a person. Who, who you are uh, in terms of not who you want to be, but in fact, we need to determine who in fact you really are. And that's, I can see where that comes out. How, how do you, or have you been able to, I don't know that you've done this long enough, how do you measure success with this process? It's going to take some time down the road to see where this act actually came into play when they become hired. That's very true. And, you know, I think that, and we've only... In Burlington, uh, we've only used it the one time. We will be doing it for this next intake. Um, But I I think that the process itself does separate individuals in a a very specific way. It'll bring the people that have life experience and that uh, demonstrate a lot of that emotional intelligence. They just, they do so well in the process. And you know, and like I said, work experience, if you've, if you've a person that has had some work experience, they've already been out in the community, they've already had good experiences, bad experiences, that they can draw on, and know what went right for them, and what didn't go right for them. And it's through that, that believe it or not, it does come through in the answers. People that want to find out more about this particular process, or there are many others I'm, I'm, I know of that that I guess would we'd call them strategies uh, toward interviewing. It's worth it's worth looking it up uh, on the web and finding out more. I would think is that is that the best uh, the best way to go about it. I would think so. I mean, it's uh, it's it's starting to really. I'm hearing about it from other departments um, that are interested in looking at it. And you know, it is a change. It's a change from the way that uh, we've always done things in the past. 
but you know change is is not never a bad thing and i think that what you're bringing are more resilient candidates that um are more aware of their own emotional capabilities and i think that that ends up being a win-win for the department it makes a lot of sense the taxpayers give us a lot of money to hire the right people and it's an investment that you don't want to spend frivolously i would guess that's very true. And, and uh, the other important piece is that you can't teach soft skills. Um, you either have them or you don't. So, you you know, a person that has had work experience working in a hospital or, or as a paramedic, um, you know, they, they, they have these attributes that are innate to their prior experiences in life. So they are more able to demonstrate empathy and sympathy it's firefighting is, you know, we need to be more, more human. And um, like I said, we can, we can train for skill, but you hire for attitude. Karen Roach is the fire chief director with the Burlington Fire Department. And I appreciate your time uh, talking about hiring and interview strategies and processes. Thanks, Chief. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for joining Firefighting in Canada, the podcast. Visit firefightingincanada.com for more episodes.